Hello, everybody. Welcome to You Got a Friend in Me, a Randy Newman podcast. Uh, my name is Tristan Miller, and if you like this podcast and other things I do, uh, you're probably already aware of this, but I have a Patreon. You can go patreon.com slash Tristan J. Miller, support this podcast, and a couple other things like it. But joining me today is comedian and musician Dylan Adler. Hi, Dylan. Hello, Tristan. Good to see you. Good to talk to you again. <laughs> Good to see and talk to you through see a computer. talk again. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So you suggested a great song from Randy, and it is uh, one I did not know he wrote, mm-hmm. um, which is great because uh, a lot of people don't know. He does a lot of writing for other people, actually. Yes, yes. And you're a musician, and you also write for other people other than yourselves, right? Yes, yeah. I when I was in school and studying um, music, I remember um, I, I, I wanted to compose for musical theater, and I was very inspired for a lot by incredible songwriters like Randy Newman, and he's truly um, a very prolific songwriter. He writes for so he uh, a lot of people cover his songs, and not many people know that it's a Randy Newman cover. Well, before we get into the song, I would love to know. Your special relationship with Randy Newman, like when did you first hear his stuff? He (laughs) saved my life. No, just kidding. Um, But he's very. I loved. I think I've heard his music for a while, but I first learned about (laughs) Randy Newman when a Family Guy. There was like a party of a. They're gonna take a bite of the apple, Dad. They're gonna take a bite of the apple. Um, and I was like, what the hell? And so that's when I first learned the name. And then I think the Toy Story song mm-hmm. got some familiarity. But I really dove into Randy Newman when I was in college studying the great songwriters. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's a genius. Um, and digging into, like, more of his stuff. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And you've... You've already gotten to a segment that is part of the show, which is where I ask you to do your best Randy Newman impression. Okay, yeah. And you already did it, but can I get a little bit more of it, please? Yes. You got a friend in me. Perfect. You got a f- it's like kind of Lin-Manuel, but it's like... A, <laughs> I was um, going to say. Feels like home to me. You know, I do a Lin impression and people are like, no, this is Randy Newman. I'm like... Well, they kind of have similar cadence. Very similar cadence. Very, very similar. F- forward kind of. Um, very, yes, it's like kind of caught in the throat. Like you mm-hmm. got a friend. And nosy. Yes. I have no idea why Lynn sings that way. I know why Randy does. It's because he's been smoking all his goddamn life. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I think Lynn does. There's like a certain pointed intensity to him. Where he's like, "Yes, I am not there's like a very it's caught in the throat and it's pointed." Yep. And then Randy <laughs> Newman's so like a little lower. It's like you got a friend. You you heard it here. If you give Lynn Manuel a quaalude, you get Randy Newman. <laughs> One thousand percent. Randy Newman after a thousand Red Bulls. Yep. Is, is Lynn Manuel. Um. <laughs> With the song, what was the version you heard first? The version I heard first was in the film. It was a cover by Edwina Hayes, and it was in the film. Uh, what's the film about um, the daughter who has cancer? And um, uh, oh shoot, I'm blanking out on it. But it's a film about mm-hmm. a daughter who has cancer, and the mom shaves her head along with the daughter. 
Um, mm-hmm. It's a very well-known film, but there was one scene that had the song Feels Like Home in it. And I thought, this is the most beautiful song I've ever heard. It was a cover by Edwina Hayes. And then I looked at into Edwina Hayes and then I realized, oh my God, this is a song written by Randy Newman. Mm-hmm. And I heard his version, which is also very beautiful. And um, that's kind of how I got acclimated. That's how I got acclimated to the song. There, because there have been a lot of covers of this one, like we were talking, like Josh Groban got a hold of it. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. And I think that's the version I've heard. And so yes. when I heard Randy's, I was like, oh, excuse me. That makes sense. Yeah. Because it's like a really beautiful song, obviously. And yeah. then you get to like there's a when it goes you know if you knew how long this moment really you know or how much this moment really meant to me yeah he uses that a7 and that gives him away yeah he is huge on using an a7 to Mm -hmm. the six resolving that (laughs) yeah he really did edwina hayes did not use eight did not use that seven chord in her version but randy really did it he is. loves a seven chord. I would love. Loves. I would love to hear your perspective as someone who does write music. Like, yeah. what makes? What do you think makes Randy so special in and of himself from a like a composition standpoint? From a composition standpoint, he sounds a compos. Yes, as you were saying, he really loves to employ that seventh, mm-hmm. he, it, there's just something very, um, I guess, I don't know if the word is like Southern or just like, there's mm-hmm. like definitely jazz influence on his chord structure because it's not normal pop chords. It does sound like very New Orleans kind of, it sounds, um, which would make, like he wrote for Princess and the Frog and he's from the South. He's a, He's from New Orleans, right? He lived in it during the summers. His mom's from there. And he's okay. he's a California boy, but he went there enough where you can you can hear it. <laughs> I really do feel like there's that influence on his music. And there's something about his lyrical songs that are very I mean, he has fun songs like you got a f-, and then like I love LA. He has like some fun, fast songs and short people have no like he's very into um as a uh, kind of being very humorous, but mm-hmm. my favorite songs of his are his very slow kind of meaningful songs about love. Like his other song, um, he wrote, when somebody loved me, everything was beautiful. For- oh, you are going to make me cry if you keep singing that. It's I know. So, oh. It's just, there's something so sweet and almost like, still and innocent about his slow ballads that I really love. And it's not, it's not normal pop chord structures for those kinds of songs. So they're kind of, um, they're very surprising in that way. Yeah. I, I do agree with like the simplicity. He's a very good lyrical writer as well, obviously. Yes. And like the use of like internal rhyme specifically in this, but it's also very yeah. simple, and when it's paired together like that, mm-hmm. I feel like it is far more powerful. But then you get something yeah. like, I don't know, what's it like? He has some complicated like piano. Oh, songs, 100. He's a, oh, 
because he's a genius. Because he's then, a genius, yeah. And then when he comes, but when it comes to um, when he wants to be sincere, he kind of cuts all that bullshit away. Yes, it is. It's it's still it's simple. It's just uh, like a like a it's like a one two three progress. It's like slower because like you got a friend of me. Those chords are fucking hard. Yeah, those are. <laughs> I tried to learn that on piano, bitch. It's. I'm a. I consider myself a good pianist. That shit is hard. <laughs> yeah, it is. I learned the most simple version you can possibly imagine. But yeah, he's really he pairs everything down, which I think is really it beautiful. Does. And I think he scores his songs like in a like a soundtrack. Like there's there's strings to it. Like it's as though it's like a move, like a like a not like a big movie score, but it's like there's kind of like a beautiful like stillness and like it's kind of like like the ocean like the, the like a lake to me mm-hmm. i feel like i feel like his slow songs feel like i'm sitting by a lake like there's some soft strings in the back <laughs> that aren't aren't employed that much in in those kinds of ballads yeah i can i hear what you're saying it almost feels like to me very similar it feels like kind of flip the elements it feels like wind because mm. you know you know it yeah. comes in and then it goes away yes yes now you um write some comedy music and <laughs> yes. would you cite randy as one of your influences let me think i wouldn't say he is an influence comedically mm. but he is absolutely songwriting wise Yes, because I definitely, I learned, I tried to learn the chords and the structure of this song. I learned mm-hmm. when somebody, I tried, You Got a Friend in Me, gave up a little bit because it was so hard. <laughs> it's a real but bitch. It's hard. Um, but yeah, I think he's absolutely an influence to me when it comes to songwriting and just mm-hmm. really good lyric writing. You said not comedically. Who would you say are your influences comedically? Comedically, I would I would cite stand-ups like Ali Wong mm-hmm. or well also, you know, I really love um Leary Owens too and like other like me like Matt TV as a young kid was very <laughs> right on. <laughs> like those musical parodies that they would do mm-hmm. and like Weird Al too I love mm-hmm. and uh Tom Lehrer, you know, I would Ooh, listen to I'm not to familiar. Him. Yeah, he was like old old old. Um Bo Burnham I think is great, but mm-hmm. um I'm trying to think like comedically I like never like thought of I mean like I know like his songs were like pastiche and like comedic, but like, yeah, I, I just went inside him as like a comedic. Does that make sense? <laughs> sure, sure, sure. You're not here, you know, dunking on people's heights or anything. You're not as mean. Yes, yes, yeah. Or I'm not listening to that song being like, ha ha. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like listening to it like, okay, he really is going in on short people right now. He's as a metaphor. And this is, this is, I get, I'm more influenced by his like ballads, his sincere songs and like his, his pastiche. That's so wonderful. I would not necessarily have expected that. That's Yeah, no, I'm more moved by his, his sincerity than his like, his, um, you know, very Seinfeld act. Yeah, his snarkiness. (laughs) 
Yeah. 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 Um, he tells this story about like he was he was touring in Ireland and his car broke down and a couple of fellas helped him out and he goes, Oh, here, I have some free tickets to my to my concert. Yeah. And they're like, Oh no, we couldn't possibly. And then he's like, No, 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 please come. And then they did. And there were like two other people in the audience. And so these two Irish people did not know what to expect. And then of course he goes, you know, they weren't expecting America's premier satirist. So they're yeah. Immediately, the minute the lights went up, they walked as quickly as they could out. <laughs> that is so, wait, those were the only two people to see him? Yeah, it was like maybe two other people, but yeah, it was like an empty pub in like the 80s, which that is, is like- so funny. It is. It's that is so, so funny. weird. Um, Cause do you know how, um, how this song came about at all? I do not actually. I'm okay. curious to learn. I don't. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I failed the assignment. No, you're fine. You're fine. Most, it's a weird story. Well, Feels Like Home is a song I wrote for Bonnie Raitt, and I did a, a version of Faust, which I really enjoyed doing, that, that version of Faust, and really liked it, too. It's one of those things that people could tell me, critics or whomever, this is crappy, this is crappy. I just didn't see it. I liked it. And... Uh, the song was the song she was going to sing to kind of trick the devil. God knows the convolutions I have to go to to write a straight love song. Apparently there's something wrong with me. I mean, I have to, it has to be written for Bonnie and it's a trick for the devil. I'm like, well, I, I can't write a straight love song for myself for some reason. Wow. Yeah, he wrote it for his version of Faust. Which that is are you... so, what's Faust? Okay, you ha okay, I was wondering if you had heard it about yeah. it. It is a like operetta version of Faust, but set in the South during at a, in like the 1960s at a college. Okay. And it ran on Broadway for like a week. People did not like it, um, <laughs> but it is okay. really fun. One of the main issues was the the cast recording is so good. And okay. it's because it's like him and Elton John and all these stars. And then when people oh, wow. saw it on Broadway, they were like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's funny. But I think what's interesting about that little interview is the fact that like he reveals that he has a really hard time being sincere. That's so funny. Like a true comedian. He is like used to those pastiche and being duh, duh, like, you know, just kind of. <laughs> Like boobs, are you know, being like what? <laughs> being like boob, boob, but you know, like, and, and like, it's so funny that I've heard other songwriters be like, uh, yeah, I wrote this song as a character, as like, uh, through characters. But what's so funny is like, maybe this is like me going too deep into it, but especially like male songwriters will be like, I wrote this song through like the guise of like a character and me mm -hmm. like, and it's like a very sincere love song. And it's like, it's it's kind of like, they're able to purge, not purge, but like express the sincere feeling of love or whatever it is through this like character. Yeah. I know Paul Simon did that. I remember like hearing his interviews, he did that a lot, Paul Simon and like, Paul McCartney and like other like St uh, Stevie Wonder did that too. But uh, yeah, it's just so interesting to hear that he wrote that through like, yeah. the, through, like trying to trick the devil. 
Isn't that so strange? Isn't that so strange? Because it's a beautiful song. Beautiful song. And having heard it outside of the context of, of the play, I would have never guessed that. I would have never guessed that. I'm like, this is obviously about Randy Newman's life. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna drop the the version from Faust because it's so different. Yes. Something in your eyes makes me wanna lose myself. Makes me wanna lose myself. In your arms There's something in your voice Makes my heart beat fast Hope this feeling lasts The rest of my life If you knew Yeah, so yeah, it's wow. way more kind of like operatic and it's obviously kind of arranged for piano in the same way, but even just the simple act of like, here's someone's someone else's voice and specifically a woman, yeah. I feel like changes the mood as it were. It does, it does. Yeah. I, oh my God, that's so crazy to me. And I think it's so interesting, like some of the my favorite songs there you would never have guessed that that's where they it came from like a sincere song came from like that kind of place and sometimes that's a way it can be subconsciously like that kind of sincerity be drawn out of like certain artists or vice versa it's so that's so interesting to me and yeah the 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 version feels it reminds me a little bit of edwina's version that i heard which is mm. my my personal fave that makes sense yeah. do you think you know, we're talking a lot about comedy and sincerity. Do you think they're antithetical? Oh, actually, now that I'm, no, I don't think they're yeah, antithetical. I don't think so either. No. I think that was very popular for a while, that belief that, like, you can't be sincere. Yeah, that's right. Or, because, you know, with your stuff on stage, you <clears throat> you joke about some pretty serious stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How do you, by the way, how do you go about I know I've already asked you this in another podcast, but <laughs> in case they haven't lear- learned, in case they haven't listened, uh-huh. um, how do you go about writing a song? Yeah, so <clears throat> when a comedy song, you mean? Yeah, specifically a comedy, comedy song. song. Or like something very sincere like this, whatever. Absolutely. Do you write straight music? As I it used were? to. I used to absolutely write straight music and... Um, Music for straight people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, the I, uh, for comedy songs, like I start out with a premise of like, this is what I want the song to be about. I think this could be funny. I start out with chord structure, melody, and preliminary, preliminary lyrics. Mm-hmm. And I kind of try them out. I'll go to mics or shows and try them out. And seeing how that's going, I will keep adding on to the song and building it kind of trying to map it out and shape it um, according to how people respond. Um, I haven't really written out like a really full length and I just kind of, uh, what I like to do is um, workshop different lyrics, like kind of how like people workshop a joke, like 
I'm adding this, oh, this doesn't work, take this part out, add this, make this faster. And I kind of like to do that, but I'd be interested to see what it's like to just full out write a four minute song and just fucking do it and see how people respond. I've never done that before and I'd be interested, but um, I that's kind of how I like to write mm-hmm. um, the songs to make them very punchy. Yeah. Um, and uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, for sincere songs, I usually it's like a more lonely kind of process because what I would do is like I would be in the practice room for hours on hours trying to write this and then well sometimes I'd write songs with other people which is my favorite thing to do and it it goes much faster but when I was writing by myself it would be like a very like lonely kind of I wasn't getting feedback on it immediately Mm -hmm. which I love about comedy and yeah it was just kind of a a very different kind of thing. Yeah, I would imagine it's kind of hard to go, well, I'm expressing myself, but is it any good? If no yeah, exactly, it. exactly. And the only feedback I had was me listening to myself on voice memo, like listening to myself back, like, oh, I kind of like that. I'll do that again. Oh, mm-hmm. no, I'll do. And it's, it was so much better when I was writing with other people mm-hmm. and I was getting their feedback and their ideas. Um, but there is nothing like the immediate feedback from the audience. Mm-hmm. Would you ever be in a band? Uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you want to start a band? This is me. Oh no. my God, let's do it. Please. Uh, uh, that'd be very fun and weird. But yeah, have be you fun. ever been in a band before though? Like ever? I, oh my God, I've never been in a band before. <sighs> well, this is what I'll say. If you watch oh any of the Beatles Get Back documentary mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is what every band is like it's just a bunch okay. of people arguing <laughs> sure creative differences it's uh mm-hmm. for sure for sure um do you have any favorite lyrics out of this one? Oh my god favorite lyrics yeah is there like a banger line yeah oh my god i really love the lyric a window breaks down a long dark street and a siren wails in the night. But I'm all right because I have you with because I have you here with me and I can almost see through the dark there is light. Mm-hmm. It's just so vivid. It's so it's just so yeah. beautiful. <clears throat> yeah, and it's kind of, you know, it's a kind of a and Randy's talked about like normally songs are from first person perspective yeah. from me to you. But then he kind of goes on this weird tangent that's a metaphor Mm. like presumably this event hasn't actually happened yes 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 and specifically in the faust version it's not like satan was like yeah i was there for you i mean in within the context of like her (laughs) trying to like seduce satan yeah it becomes very funny yeah it's kind of funny yeah Yeah, exactly the way like it's so genuine like uh, singing to the devil yeah um but I'm all right because I have you here with me and I can almost see through the dark there is light. Yeah. I'm like, what? But yeah. you're dark. You're, the Satan is the, is the <laughs> you know, light is the nighttime. Absolutely. I, I really like that part, but I also, I mean, I'm a sucker for the chorus. It's a just absolute banger. It's and that banger. concept is like yeah. something I have expressed to like, romantic partners in the past yeah, without um, knowing this song 
at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. But again, we were talking about like that. I'm, I too am a sucker for an A7. And so when he sure. throws it in there, yeah. kind of kind of out of nowhere. Because again, yeah. it's been like a normal <laughs> song. It's safe to say he didn't have to, but he sure as hell did. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever think anyone has pulled him aside like, hey, hey, Rand, you hey, don't. Rand, it's a lot of A7s and, no. you know. <laughs> I, I just like the way it sounds. I don't, I don't know yeah, what to tell you. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Um, <laughs> he does have that yeah. like croaky voice. But yeah, when he, you know, and also it's really interesting. I think with the, if you know how lonely my life has been, uh-huh. because it starts on the A minor. Yes, yeah. And then it goes to an A sharp, which is already weird. We're yeah. already in a weird yeah. territory. Yeah. And then it goes to a like a normal four, yeah, progression. Sorry, yeah, normal um an F, then an A7, then a D minor. And yeah. it, with the it contrasted with the how lonely my life has been. Yeah. It's like since it's uplifting and sad at the same time, I think it's yeah. very well accomplished. It is, it is, it is. Yeah. I do actually prefer the Edwina version where it's not mm. an A7, but I do appreciate that A7. I do appreciate because mm-hmm. I'm like, there's Randy, you know. Yep, there he is. That he can't yeah. help himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna look up the Edwina version. I've, I don't think I've ever listened to that one. Oh, it's beautiful, and it's in my one of my second favorite key of all time, E flat major, which is. You have a favorite key? That's I do. fantastic. I do. E is my favorite. E is my favorite key. I'm gonna I'm I'm listening to it now. I'll probably drop a little bit of it. Yeah. Here. This was the version in that Cameron Diaz movie where the daughter has cancer. I'm so blanking out on. Makes me wanna lose myself in your arms. What a like a what a one eighty from talking to Satan. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And the scene where the song is, it's like they're like at a beach together, and they're just like having a lovely time as a family, and just by the waves. And it's that's my sister's keeper. My sister's uh, this uh, the Edwina version has a lot of it's guitar rather. It's guitar. It is. It is. Which is so interesting. I never, I always get confused when I hear it, a g- guitar in general. But um, yeah, I, I can see why you do prefer it. It's a lot more, it's a lot smoother, if that makes yes, sense. Yes, yes. And I feel, I think there is, coming from her voice in particular, there's mm-hmm. something like very um, more homey to it than Randy's voice, even though uh-huh. I, I do like his version. Yeah. And it's just very um there's something um I don't know if the word is motherly. Yeah, I'll say it. Motherly. Yeah, yeah. It's very warm and very you feel safe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas with Randy, it's like, what is this? Is this guy trying to pull something on me? Is this a joke? 100%. It sounds like a sad man. Yes, it's a sad, lonely man. It's a sad, lonely Jewish man. And I'm like, yes, okay, yes. Like, okay, yes. Yeah. 
her, I'm like, oh my god, mommy. That's, that's like, <laughs> almost with Randy, it feels like he has it's like past tense. It feels like yeah. he's lost this person, which is not correct vis-a-vis lyrics. Yeah, like, yes, yes. Yeah. But that's kind of yeah. how I have picked out for the song, unless you want I do have the Josh Groban version, and it is exactly what that- you would think. But I'm you have... so sure it's very good. Uh, wait, should I should I play the Josh Gobin version? Yeah, sure, go for it. We're already starting with harp. The harp is playing. Yeah. There's something in your eyes makes me want to yes. lose myself. Yes. Makes me want to lose me up so I can feel like home. I'm that's very good. Is there gonna be a chorus of people? Yeah, <laughs> feels well, like home. No, but there's a bunch of strings. You better believe there's like a full orchestra. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he goes for it. Um. It's, he goes for that orchestra. I truly believe it is beautiful. I think you've written a particularly good song if some so many people can cover it and kind of make it their own. Oh, I love that. You know, the thing about songs as opposed to stand-up jokes mm-hmm. is every single person can have such a unique interpretation to the song. Just as an artist, like, you can truly, like, put your own spin on the song where it's like, I never thought of it that way. Or, or even interpretation. It's like, we thought, Oh my God, this is, it's a, it's about love, but songs, you can add your own interpretation and meaning onto it. And it's just as valid, but a joke, like mm-hmm. that's what it means. Like you, <laughs> there's no confusion on to what this joke means mm-hmm. and like replicating a joke. Like you can't really like, you wrote the joke in your voice. Like no one can really like go up and like try to do Jerry sign, you know, like, or do like whatever, because it's like so uniquely them. This is why all my covers of Bernie Mac jokes are not (laughs) (laughs) working on the open mics. Uh, This is why my, um, what's Ronnie Dangerfield (laughs) jokes never fucking work. (laughs) Well, that's, uh, sort of all I got on my end. Do you want to talk any more about this song? Did you any particular memorable moments with it? I just remember playing it and playing it and singing it to myself and always feeling very calm. And it, it was a very grounding, homey song. And it's so interesting that I learned that it came, that it's literally supposed to be sung to the devil. It would make sense that I love it. Yeah. And I think that's beautiful. Yeah. I think, I think, is hell home for you? Is that what? Yes, honey. <laughs> yes, bitch. <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> so what are you up to? Where can people find you, et cetera, et cetera? Yes, you can follow me on Instagram at Dylan Adler underscore, on Twitter at Dylan Adler six, and on TikTok at Dylan Adler seven. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I, I hopped on those platforms way too late. <laughs> um, 
But uh, I'm also doing a, a, a hosting a show at December at $3 Bill mm. on the 22nd. And a link to tickets are in my bio. And I'm doing a solo show on February 18th at Caveat. Oh, Sorry, that's that was great. a lot of things. That was a lot of things. Sorry. No, but that's great. No, um, caveat's great. I'll have to hop on over to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love. Yeah, that. a solo show. Meaning, is it all music, or are you like doing a one-person show? Uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, music and combination of music and jokes, and it will have a cohesive through line. And Wonderful. It's just be a, an amalgamation of all my material. That sounds great. I'm well, excited. I will hopefully be able to see that. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on and talking about Randy Newman with me for like 40 minutes. I really appreciate it. It is always a pleasure. It is always a pleasure, Tristan. Thank you. Yes. Uh-huh.